Abraham could say, as the psalmist in Psalm 119.60, I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. He obeyed God's word. Do you obey God's word? Do I obey God's word? Abraham thought through the sacrifice. The sacrifice has been asked for him. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's great to have you with us today for our continuing focus on the inspiring examples of biblical believers, outlining Abraham's faith-filled response to the shocking sacrifice God asked of him. Raul will urge us to take a hard look at our own commitment to obedience. He'll show us that God will bless our devotion when we submit to His plan and trust Him to lead us through life's challenges. Now with today's lesson, here's Raul Reese. Genesis chapter 22, I seek a type of Christ. Now many people have read chapter 22 and it's a great chapter. But there are so many things in chapter 22 of Genesis, especially we're going to be able to see the picture of Christ. And as I was studying and putting this lesson together, I thought for a question to be asked, what has been the greatest temptation in your life? And what has been the greatest step of faith in your life? Think about those two things for a moment. Every one of us at some time in our personal lives, are going to have to take a leap of faith. And we're going to go through something in our lives that we've never faced. And all of a sudden we're facing this situation. We don't know how to really handle it. And we begin to talk to people. And those that are spiritual will tell you, you need to pray. And I think that with Abraham... He was in that situation that God is going to ask him something that he never thought he would be asked. And that is to kill his son. But it's a lesson that he wants to teach in the Old Testament to prepare us for the New Testament when Christ comes and is going to die on the cross. That's what's so cool about the Old Testament. The types that we see in the Old Testament. And surely you might be going this morning to a great trial in your life. You don't know what you're going to do. He knows what he can give to you, not to break you, but to make you obedient, to prepare for the next trial. Remember in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, he says, but the just shall live by his faith, by his faith. The faith that is given to each one of us individually. So as we look at this chapter, be open to the Holy Spirit to see how God will speak to your own hearts. So now we come to chapter 22, verses 1 and 2, the first part. And this says, we must expect tests from God. And now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he said, here am I. Now, Abraham faced God's demand for absolute sacrifice. Absolute sacrifice in the highest demand ever asked for him. The highest demand as he says in him. 
And this was rather an exam checking Abraham in his heart. Abraham, do you really have a heart after God's heart? Do you really want to obey what I have to say to you? Well, as you see here, the things that God has tested Abraham, the word tested here is God does not test you so severely unless that person has grown strong in his or her faith. I like that. God recognizes who you are, what you're going through, what you've been through. Verse 2, look what he says. And then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac. Only son, Isaac. In the original language, in the Greek, the word son is not there. It should read this way. Your only Isaac. That's the way it should read. Your only Isaac, not son. Your only Isaac, whom you love, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. Not knowing, not recognizing that he's bringing him to Jerusalem, to Mount Moriah, if you've been with us to Israel, in the Jerusalem, where the eastern gate is. Okay, that's Mount Moriah, but if you go further than that, there's a little hill where Mount Calvary, where Jesus was killed. Crucified. God already preparing the way for his son Jesus Christ to come and die on the cross. And God's request is verse 2 here. His request. The word that he uses here that he's actually speaking about your only son. That he uses three times here in 22 verse 2, verse 12 and verse 16. That he uses it. But again he says your only I seek whom you love. But what about Ishmael? What about Ishmael? He wasn't the only son. No, this is the son of promise right here. Not Ishmael. He's the one that God has chosen. Isaac. The one that becomes a type of Christ. The one that is going to be used by God. That this is also the place where later on, Solomon is going to do what? Solomon is going to build a temple. To worship God. So there's a lot of history there. You can see it in Second Chronicles chapter 3 verse 1. And so for me it's been an amazing study. To learn even more about Jesus Christ. Take your son. Your only Isaac. Whom you love. And go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there. As a burnt offering. A sacrifice. What? Of consecration. A sacrifice of consecration. Incredible. Consecrating my life to the Lord. He says, where I shall tell you. You wait and I will lead you. I will guide you and I will tell you. Verse 3 and 5. We must obey God's commands. He says, So Abraham got up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering. How did he know that? Notice that. Abraham could say, yes, the psalmist in Psalm 119.60, I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. He obeyed God's word. Do you obey God's word? Do I obey God's word? Abraham 
thought through the sacrifice. The sacrifice is being asked to him. You notice he takes the two young men. He grabs his son Isaac. He splits the wood. The wood is a type of what? The cross. Remember? Isaac is a type of Jesus. Abraham is a type of God the Father. So you have all these things in one chapter. In one chapter, all these things. And then the burnt offering, the sacrifice of consecration of my life. Consecration of my life. Continue in verse 3. And he got up and went to the place which God had told him to go. Again, Abraham going by faith and being obedient to what God called him to do. Verse 4. And on the third day, what's the third day? The day of resurrection. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. So Abraham now has three days now. And then the sacrifice is going to have to be completed. He came back off. He's going to have to complete that sacrifice that God has asked him. And the major problem among Christians today is commitment. So many cannot stick to God when he's asking them to do something. Job did it. Abraham did it. So many in the Old Testament did it. And even in the New Testament. And then he goes on. Again, verse 5. And here we have Abraham in his power to raise up. You notice his son is sacrificing him. He says, and Abraham said to the young men, those young people he took with him, stay here with the donkeys. So he gives a command, the lad and I will go yonder and worship. Notice he didn't say, my son and I are going further so I can kill him and then give him over to God. No, we're going to do what? To worship. It's a time of worship. He said, well, how can it be a time of worship when he's asking me to kill my son? It is a time of worship. The Lord's going to be there. And we will come back again. Now notice what he's saying to the young men. We're going and we're coming back. Again, faith. Because Abraham knows if I have to kill my son, God will raise him up and we will be coming back. You believe that? To really believe. That nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that. It was a command to worship the Lord. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to gain a deeper appreciation for the New Testament, Pastor Raul would like to invite you on an incredible Footsteps of Paul tour coming up later this year. The dates are November 6th through 16th. If you'd like to get more information, visit somebodylovesyou.com. Let's continue now with more of our study today, Isaac, a type of Christ. Our faith is not really tested until God asks us to bear To bear what seems unbearable. Do you expect the impossible? Nothing is what impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing is impossible with God. When you look at Joseph in prison, Moses with Israel on the Red Sea and David in the cave and then Jesus on Calvary, you have all these testimonies. 
And we live by the promise, not by explanation. Not by explanation. When God sends trials to us, our first response is usually, why, Lord? And why me? And we should say, yes, sir, we'll do that. Whatever you want, I'm ready to go for it, Lord. Whatever you want. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7, remember Paul? Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, Paul, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, man. Amazing, amazing the Bible. Abraham heard God's word and immediately obeyed it by faith, just like the scripture says. Verse 6 to 14, trusting God's provision. Verse 6. So Abraham took the wood, type of the cross, of the burnt offering, and laid it on Isaac. Can you believe that? What did Jesus do? He carried his cross up to Mount Calvary. Here the wood is given to Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and the knife, and the two of them went together. The son submitting to the father, walking together in unity. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, he said, Here am I, my son. He, then he said, Look, the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Uh-oh. Now he has to give him the answer. Isaac wakes up. Hey, wait a minute. They had the knife, the wood, the altar, but where is the lamb? Watch this. Verse 8. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself. In your new King James, you see that word for? You should scratch it out. That's added by the translators. And then the NIV is really messed up. But here, this is the original. It says, God will provide himself, not for himself. It makes it clear that he's going to the cross. He will provide himself, the lamb. No, it's not a lamb, the lamb. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist said that. The lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Here they go. He clarified it for him. Verse 9. And then they came to the place of which God had told him. Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. He bound Isaac, his son, laid him on the altar upon the wood. Listen, Isaac is 33 years old. He can beat up on his dad. He doesn't have to lay down and be tied by him. But what does he do? Submits to the father. What did Jesus do? He submitted himself to the father. Father, not my will, your will be done in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus 
submitting himself to the cross. It's just incredible to see this. Verse 10. And Abraham stretched out his head and took the knife to kill his son. Can you imagine? Here's Isaac laying down, takes out the knife, and he's looking at his dead. He's not asking any questions. He submits to the father. He says, okay, father, go for it. Is this what you want? I will give my life. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord, who appears? Jesus. Imagine that. The angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, a theophany of Christ. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here am I again. Here am I what he did at the beginning. So first of all, Abraham experienced God's acceptance and provision. Notice for the offering. The angel of the Lord came to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here am I. God is going to give him the sacrifice. I love that. And the double name here called with others, like twice he did it with Moses, twice he did it with Samuel, twice with Simon, and twice with Saul, where he says, Abraham, Abraham, twice to all these people that I just mentioned. Twice. And then verse 12, he says, and then he said, the Lord's command here, God accepted the sacrifice and surrendered, notice Abraham's heart. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know, underline, now I know who you are. Now I know that you fear God. Isn't that neat? That you fear God, I know you fear me now, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Your only son, from me. Man, I see that you love me. Man, I know I'm going to use you. I know you'll do anything else that I ask you. Faith and obedience. And Isaac, submitting, surrendering, and obeying The Father, whatever you want, my Father, I will do it. And the biggest picture I have in my mind is the Garden of Gethsemane. Three times. While the disciples are sleeping, Peter, James, and John, he's praying, he's bleeding. And who comes up? 500 torches and with swords. And who's leading the pack? One of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Imagine that. One that never knew Jesus. One that we'll never see in heaven. The others were there. And Peter tried to be a samurai, took out his sword and cut off a guy's ear. And what did the Lord do? He went over there, picked it up, and put it back on his head. To show and demonstrate, I am God. I am the son of the living God. And then he says in verse 13, And then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And there behind him, there was nothing before. What was there? A ram. For what? For the sacrifice. A ram. And caught in the thicket by its horns. And so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. Instead of his son. We have the introduction here to the substitutionary atonement. You got to read Isaiah 53, John 1, 29, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. 
I mean, in Isaiah 53, 52, 53, it gives you the whole crucifixion of Christ. Psalm 22. And you have all these places that we have these pictures of what Jesus would do and what he would go through. But it started here again in chapter 22 of Genesis. Verse 14. And Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. In the Hebrew, Jehorah Jireh, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. 22.8. Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will see to it. Isn't that cool? The Lord will see to it. The Lord will provide. Wow. When I read that, I was just blown away by the Lord. Abraham was confident that God would meet his needs. His every need would be met by God. And then fourthly, verse 15 to 24, the blessing to the obedience. Verse 15, Abraham now had God promised this reward because of his heart. And then the angel of the Lord Jesus called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. He says, by myself, I have sworn, saith the Lord, because you have done this thing. And have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants. As the stars of heaven. And as the sand which on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. Notice what he's doing. The promise that God will use Abraham to repopulate God's seed. Imagine that. Here it is, right here. The promise that he made in Genesis 3.15. He's going to keep it. Because he says in verse 18. If your seed. The seed what? Christ. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because of Jesus. Because you have obeyed my voice. Because you obeyed my voice. Obedience is so important. Again. So important in our lives. Abraham's sacrificial faith provides such a vivid example of wholehearted devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're listening to Somebody Loves Your Radio with Raul Reese. Today's lesson, Isaac, a type of Christ, is available to you in its complete form for a donation of $5 or more. If you'd like to get a copy, just call us at 800-634-9165. To support you in choosing a path of unwavering spiritual commitment, we'd like to tell you about the entire series we're currently airing. Rawls' 20-part study titled Men of the Bible is available on both CD and flash drive. As you dive into the faith journeys of biblical believers like Joseph, Peter, and Paul, you'll discover more of what it looks like to walk humbly with the Lord and follow His perfect plan for your life. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawls' Men of the Bible series. We'll send you this 20-part study on CD for a gift of $26 or $21 for the USB drive. Our number, once again, is 800-634-9165. If you'd like to order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for partnering with us. Your donations are a great blessing, and every gift is tax-deductible.
We hope you'll join us again next time for more life-shaping wisdom from the Bible's faith heroes. Considering the prophet Daniel's insights into the world's final days, you'll get a challenge to commune with God and study His Word in preparation for the tough times that lie ahead. Now with the closing comment, here's Rawl. And then the conclusion he says in verse 19, So Abraham returned to his young men. Notice they see him walking back. They're probably smiling and saying, Hey, what you said, you did. You're back. So Abraham returned to his young men. And they rose, went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Now, when it says in verse 19, So Abraham returned to his young men. He had trusted in God, and God had honored his word. He brings back Isaac, and they're going to return up to Beersheba on their way home. Imagine their conversation, the things we're talking about. And we know that God knows what he's doing within each one of our lives. Abraham received several blessings from God because of his obedient faith. Number one, he received a new approval from God in Genesis 12. Remember 22.12? And then he received back a new son, 22.19. And then he learned a new name for God in verse 14. And then, what have you experienced? I have experienced in my life that Jesus not only loves me, but that he's real and he's coming back again. I'm not wasting my time. I'm doing what he called me to do. How about you? Are you doing what God called you to do? I am falling in love. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.